We are now live. They're letting me go live again. Let's fucking do this. We're going to have some fun today. I want to talk about brainwashing, mind control, programming, literally programming your mind through your subconscious, through repetitive symbols, words, actions, all kinds of things. We're having a man on that is wise to these evil techniques and tactics as well. And... um we're going to have a good time. We're going to take some questions. Um, I always say that, and maybe there's questions, and I either can't see them or I'm rambling too much. But whatever we got, we're going to roll with. <clears throat> What's up? Hey, hey. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great, bro. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you too, man. Looking buff as always. Thanks, brother. I was just thinking, like, I I appreciate our conversations all the time because I'm at the point in this game where I don't even like talking to people that don't know what's going on, you know? It doesn't mean I'm not nice <laughs> to everybody. It doesn't mean I don't help as many people as I can and all that. But, like, I just don't want to talk about the weather and the fucking Kardashians. I'm just not going to do that. There's just too much going on right now. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. And uh, today, I, 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 uh, you reached out at the perfect time because I wanted to talk to you about um, mind control and programming, like literally programming humans like robots. I call them robots. I call them robots in the Matrix. Some people call them sheep, whatever you want to call them, uh, non-player characters. Like, uh, do you like the term non-player character, NPCs? I think that's perfect. Oh, honestly. man. Because you play video games I back in the just- day. So, yeah, you know, you, yeah, you go I, up to something like you're the main character where you know that you're in control of your environment, right? Or not the environment, but at least your outcomes, right? Your reactions to outcomes. But there's that character that sits there and he's like, would you like some ammo? Would you like some ammo? Would you like some ammo? They're just programmed to say the same fucking thing. And you just go up to them, click on them, and then you keep it moving. So our job on in Earth is to not get tripped up and triggered by these fucking non-player characters all the time. They're there for lessons and maybe to help you or for you to help them. But you're, they're certainly not to be uh, to trip you up and get into low vibrational emotions. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, I was just saying on a podcast earlier that the guy who said non-player characters or non-playable characters, it was not his intention to then create this atmosphere where people weaponize it and try to minimize each other and invalidate each other's existence. And that is exactly what I am seeing among a lot of our fellow truthers or uh, so-called spiritual persons. Dividing conquer um, is finest. I, I just, I just want to say, like, that was not his intention. Like, that guy is a decent dude. He would never say anything to, to spur that kind of... Uh, discourse between people and so y'all need to grow the fuck up and stop uh trying to minimize each other because that's just another division tactic just because somebody has a subconscious uh set of beliefs it does not mean that yeah exactly it does not mean that they're not uh, a valid part of society um it doesn't mean that they don't contribute positively in some way. That's like in saying, that all, yeah, that's like saying only ten of your cells 
uh, right. do all the work in your body, right. and the other trillions of cells just yeah, they're non non playable oh, so cells. Because you got to know these whatever you want to call them, the powers that be, the elites. They laugh every single time. They put the in the news now. They're talking about this Supreme Court lady in America. It's like, and then she's terrible. And they show videos of her being terrible or whatever it is in the news. I'm just giving an example. And then, you know, the left is like, oh, yay. And then the right, who is a little bit more awake and thinks they're awake, is like, oh, you guys are fucking retards. It's like just because you're right and you're wrong doesn't mean you got to fight because that's what the evil powers that be want is y'all fighting each other instead of fucking sticking together. So just because you're yeah, right exactly. doesn't mean you get to, like you said, belittle and put down other people. I make plenty of jokes. Let's not say that I'm not fucking perfect here, but I 1,000% agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I, I get that. I know you know what's up. Yeah. I'm just making sure that uh, we say, we call a lot of people to account on, on this, this BS that's going on. We got to gang up because if you understand um, about like the Anunnaki and how human DNA was first created and altered and stuff like that, then you know these people are not, uh, or if you want to call them beings, entities, whatever you want to call them, they're not that intelligent after all. They're great at coming up with stuff that's evil. They're they, great at manipulation. Manipulation. They, they envy us really, the day. They envy our emotion. They envy our connection. They envy our empathy. They envy our creativity. They're not, like you said, some fancy creative shit. They're manipulative little fuckers. So that's about it. Yeah, they are most afraid of what would happen if at least 150,000 of us all got together. Like that little people would completely screw them over. You think so? That's, that's a very small number. Exactly. If that many people got together and other people started noticing, it, 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 we're kind of hardwired because of their doing to follow the herd. So all you need is a, a relatively small by comparison number of people saying the exact same thing and it becomes like the monkeys dipping the potato in the lake. Yep. hundred <laughs> monkey effect, bro. That's so perfect. I even remember, who was it? Was it Carl Jung? Or was it my man Rudolf Steiner? He was talking about the, the same thing with the hundred monkey effect, but it's like we all got to do our job, right? So it's like if you're dissolving sugar in water and you go grain by grain, it's all going to disappear into the water, disappear into the water until it gets to the saturation point. And then eventually that last grain crystallizes because there's no more you know it's the last one that fucking the, the tipping point the hundredth monkey that figures out how to wash yeah. the fucking potato in the water and everybody else magically figures it out through the collective consciousness or whatever the fuck that is it's it sounds like uh that definitely sounds like a steiner type yeah scenario. yeah it was, it was rudolph steiner it took me a second i'm always just got carl young on the brain yeah all right, man. So I brought my notes along with me. I'm ready for whatever you got. <laughs> All right. So first thing I wanted to talk about is just brainwashing in general. And my uh, uh, first example, and I understand there's layers to waking up, there's levels to this game. But so many people I've seen um, that were like, the media's bullshit, government's bullshit, the virus is bullshit, the juice is bullshit. And then all of a sudden they're watching the TV and they're like, oh, poor Ukraine. And they're like falling into the next psyop. Like, you passed the past three tests. You got, like, we're not going to talk about the past 20 years that you were sleeping. You woke up. You started passing some tests. You started seeing things. Obviously, there's level, levels to awakening, and it's not like a hierarchy. I'm just saying there's levels to this game. And 
then you're like, oh, the poor Ukrainians. Oh, my God, Zelensky's amazing and Putin's evil. And it's like, but the TV told you that. You think that's true? Like, if the TV tells you that, it's either not true at all or the opposite is true. And so it's like, I guess my question then is, how do we continue to like awaken and shed layers of this conditioning? Cause I know that's your specialty in your profession um, of some people that know this amount of things. And then a, a blatantly obvious thing happens and they're sucked right back into the, uh, the God tricks and the matrix. There's plenty of ways I could go about um, answering that question. And just for anyone who's listening, you can go to my page and you can actually read the brief notes that I've been putting up about what is brainwashing, what is mind control, what is blackmail, all those different things. Um, and I'll get to propaganda and those other things as well. So brainwashing is the process of convincing someone or a group to give up their current or past beliefs in order to take in new beliefs and values. So it's a process. It isn't something that happens overnight. It's not something that happens in a day. It happens over an extended period of time. And so the vast majority of brainwashing is done via enculturation. But look at that word enculturation. In cult. Cult. Right? The root word. Gets you every so, time. Yep. So let's, let's take a classic example. When you move from one country to another, you have to adapt and learn that culture in order to conform to the rules of that society. And uh, the other example would be when a new government is elected and there's a takeover or a transition period, then there's going to be a subtle form of brainwashing that occurs in order to convince the general public to be peaceful and to allow this to happen. And let's say you go to college or you go to a new church or you just got into like spirituality or something like that. You have to be enculturated. So all of that is how brainwashing occurs. And so in some ways we brainwash ourselves when we make a particular choice, we're, we're choosing which form of brainwashing we want to accept. We're choosing what beliefs and values we want to accept for ourselves. So there's plenty of different ways you can brainwash somebody. Like the first way that you would brainwash someone, let's just talk straight about the pandemic. The first way, classic way you brainwash someone or a group is you separate these people from everything that they already know. Right? And that causes you to go into an emotional state that is going to make you susceptible to taking in new concepts and new commands. So when you take in these new values and these new beliefs and stuff, you get a reward for regurgitating that narrative because that's your point of safety. And so because behind every behavior is already a reward, even if it's fucking evil, it's kind of like, let's say you did something really bad, Sean, and it was the only choice that you had. Your reward for doing it was safety, the feeling of knowing I did the best that I could with the options that I had, or did you? Did you really? Right. So you have to wonder where that reward comes from. It's coming from all the concepts that we know about being a human. What's right, what's wrong. 
So where did we get that from? We were brainwashed with it. I hope that clears it up for a lot of people who are listening. So it's got to be it's got to be done in a particular way. And so these people who are standing with Ukraine, <laughs> they, uh, they, they are systematically brainwashed over a, a whole period of their lives to more or less accept this very subtle form of subconscious takeover. And I love to... I love to go to the example of a person who has their PhD in TV watching. If your main source of information for your entire life has been television and, and your parents put you in front of the TV from the time you got home after school, you had to do your homework and then you could watch TV, you already have brainwashing from your parents. You have parental mind, mind control at play. That's where it starts. That yeah, it starts with whoever put you in front of that screen first or whoever told you this is the way we take in information and you believe that the Oxford Dictionary or the Bible or some other book is the end-all be-all of information, then you're fucked because that's the only thing that you want to hear. And what happens is when we're born, we come in with a concept already of the self. There's a blueprint that exists. And it's a particular set of instructions and possibilities that we can choose for our life in order to create certain results, learn certain lessons, etc. So the people who do this garbage, they are very well aware of that because they're responsible for our entire history and in some ways, the altering of our genetic structure. And so they know what we're carrying inside of us. And they know that we are equally as stupid as we are intelligent. So you've got to break down that initial self. That's the first step of any kind of brainwashing or propaganda or anything like that. It's designed to break down the self. So you have to break down the identity of the person. And that causes them to be open to a new identity. And when you attack that person's existing sense of self or their ego or their core beliefs, and you can make them think that everything that they already know is false, then it's going to—it's basically CNN, essentially. That's all CNN does because CNN just makes you believe that what they're saying is true and they give you all the information that they want you to take in and it denies everything that you already stand for and that you already believe. And it just is repeated over and over and over. And it goes on 24-7-365, right? Yep. And uh, then after they break down your identity, it's, they play on your guilt and your shame because they want to convince you that you're bad. And I've seen fucking Anderson Cooper do this. And you know who the hype man is for guilt and shame? Don Lemon. He comes on late at night and he psychologically attacks anything that goes against the narrative that they're selling. Well, he they were, pretends to they be were trained all by the CIA to do exactly that. Guilt, shame, exactly. fear. Exactly. So, you know, you know, it doesn't matter what you say, whether it's big or small, as long as it doesn't conform to that narrative, they attach you. And for the majority of people who watch this stuff, they might even be passively watching it, and it's still going into the subconscious. 
because if you understand how sound healing works and how sound plays a role in creation, sound is actually the strongest um, form of psychic, let's say, processing that we have. So we live in a, a very visual world, but it's the things that we hear that have the most impact on us. It changes our cellular structure. Our auditory cortex is always trying to process information based on the sounds. And that's something that's not really said outright, only if you really uh, work with sound a lot. You work with music, yeah. and you understand the, the differences in frequencies and brainwaves, like mixing vibrational frequencies, uh, what it does to the uh, nervous system. Yeah. All so that. you only have to be in the room of this shit. You only have to have that TV running in the background because they're also running those brainwave frequencies, kind of like they're a version of binaural beats, which agitate you. Literally. And not to mention when you're watching it, then you have the flicker rate. And so you're bringing yourself into a state of self-hypnosis when you listen to music or you watch a movie or anything like that. And so they're speaking directly to your subconscious. They're making changes to you, whether you're in the room for five minutes or five hours. Program. The average American watches about nine hours of TV. Right? <laughs> so... <laughs> you know so the next step after getting the information in you and, and creating that guilt and, and shame around this uh old identity that you had which was the right thing probably uh you're constantly held under threat after that so everything that follows the narrative the, the original implantation of the narrative has some kind of immediate danger attached to it and then the person's more likely to regurgitate and carry out instructions so let's talk about the new age and stuff i'm, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this but that doesn't make it not true we have meme culture which meme really means mind virus and we have stuff like walk away from everything that no longer serves you now that's a hypnotic command and it's placed out there by hundreds of thousands of people at the very least every single day and some of these people are allegedly well-intentioned and some of these people are <laughs> some of these people are just following along with what these so-called influencers are saying and that's how propaganda has made its way into the motivation success mindset personal development spiritual and new age community and they're trying to convince you that whoever does not operate with your new beliefs is bad and they must be discarded and that includes your close friends and family. Now, Jehovah's Witnesses do that. Um, Catholics do that. All the other religions except for Hinduism, I think, do that outright. Like, you're not allowed to be near anybody else that conflicts with these beliefs. And so that gives you a good example of how... Um, it goes through very subtle steps. I'm trying to keep this as short as possible because I could say so much. And you go through all those steps to get to a breaking point. When you get to a breaking point, then you're in a state of mind where you are so anxious you don't know what to do with yourself because what if this thing could happen? If I go against what I just heard that's supposed to be news, it's supposed to be fact, well, the rational mind loves that. And you start questioning, who am I? Where am I? What should I do? And you go into a sort of 
identity crisis. And so it shows you that people who have a PhD in TV don't necessarily have a mental breakdown outright. It's a subconscious uh, agitation that kind of eats away at that sense of self until the whole set of bricks falls and you become encapsulated in your own self-destruction. You agree and consent fully to being in an identity crisis and, be and behind that is shame and guilt. So they have to take you through that phase and get you to have enough mini identity crises in a row that are just sucking you dry and um, the only thing that you want when that program begins to run in the back of your head is a solution. You need somebody to come along and fix it. And obviously who's going to be there to fix the problem that was created? The same person that gave you the information. Every time. Right? And, you know, David Icke talks about it. Problem, reaction, solution. So that's its simplest form. So that's the next step. They offer you this solution. So the person doing the brainwashing will come along and try to save you and solve all your problems. They'll tell you that the only way to do it is to turn away from your values, to discard all your beliefs, get rid of your self-concept, and embrace these new ideas that are just being given to you on a plate. And you better eat it up because that's the only choice that you have, right? So it, it kind of just goes on and on. And the way that the pandemic happened was so subtle, especially for those who are accustomed watching uh, TV, because it wasn't just the major media outlets. Everybody was confused. So everybody was trying to figure out what's going on around this new thing. And therefore, everyone was in some kind of, not even necessarily fear, like people like you and I that know, knew some shit was up, we're like, okay, how do we see through the propaganda? Because propaganda is fundamentally based on confusion. 100%. And like you, you can be the smartest person out there and you're still going to be like, holy shit, I don't know who to trust, what to trust. And you're going to start looking for as much information as possible. So... If you are getting information from a subject that you trust, uh, some outlet that you trust and they don't know, then that creates further confusion. So there's no way that any of us can really have avoided getting in that situation. So the thing with gaining trust is that after, after the whole I can help you, here's the solution thing kicks in, you kind of want to put yourself in the position of, of the person being brainwashed and understand that they're so convinced that this new solution is going to work. That they're just going along for the ride. It's kind of like getting in the back of a cop car and just going around town and the cop tells you this is where all the criminals live. You don't know that for sure. Um, they, but they'll, they'll tell you and they just fucking ride along that you're on. You know, you're not behind the wheel at all. So the controller or whoever it is, you want to call them manipulator, <laughs> you want to call them media, you want to call them the reptilians, they pretty much just get the victims to admit that everything that they knew before was wrong. And, you know, then they'll just be the sweetest thing to you. Don't worry. We're here for you. And so I stand with Ukraine. Like, that's what's <laughs> happening right now. 
right? <laughs> Hilarious. So all we have to do is all we have to do is stand with Ukraine. And you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, all you got to do is wear the mask the and you'll be fine. All you got to do is do this and you'll be fine. It's the same shit over and over. Two weeks to flatten the curve, honey boo boo. It's all right. It's all right. It's going to be, we're here to save you. So funny. Yeah. Uh, so much came up there, man. The um, So first, let me reverse engineer this. So first, it's you have to be aware that you're brainwashed, which is tough, which is a lot of our jobs is pointing out in one way or another to help people. Then you said they attack the self, but the problem seems to be a lot of people don't even know thyself. So they're looking to attach to the herd's identity because they don't have their own self identity. So we could go down that road for a while, but um, the, the thing, but, but a separate question. So I want you to talk on that, but then a separate question that always comes up and I ask the people that I know that are really smart, that I have deep conversations with is let's use some names. Uh, Deepak Chopra, Sadhguru, uh, Osho in a different way in the past. All these people, I can't name one spiritual guru or one leader that didn't fall victim to the Watiko virus or just mind evilness or um, all this fear. Like, my question then is, did they take a big fucking envelope full of cash to sell out? Or did they bop them over the head and clone them? And now it's just like a, a talking mouthpiece for the reptilians. Like if you're Deepak, if you're Sadhguru, if you're all these people that are working with the World Economic Forum and all these other pedophiles and vampires and shit, but you know all the spiritual teachings and you know the bigger picture. So you know the teachings because you've taught them, but now you're, you, are they, here's my question. Are they consciously choosing evil or did they literally get brainwashed themselves and they started out altruistic or like I said, perhaps dragged into an alley, bopped over the head and fucking cloned. And now it's like, I think I'm looking at Sadhguru, but he's telling me to take the juice and pray for Ukraine and fucking he's hugging Klaus Schwab on TV. And I'm like, okay, you know everything, but you don't know enough that you're fucking evil now. So it's like, did they choose evil or are they brainwashed into evil? So I'm going to start off by doing exactly what the propagandists do. <laughs> I'm going to answer your question with a question. Yeah. Is spirituality the truth? I don't even know what that word means, but I do know your point. And the answer is no. The truth is always within you and your own perception of, you know, I don't even know if there is a capital R reality or a capital T truth objectively, but you have your lens and I have my lens and we're all just bouncing off of each other to figure out what your own truth is. But, um, the word spirituality grosses me out anyway. I don't even know what the fuck that means, really. Right. <laughs> and so the truth is always this subjective force that exists within each individual entity. And so back to the non-player character thing, non-playable characters have their truth. And their truth is based on all of the information that they have compiled that makes sense to them that they can apply in their lives at this moment. So having said that, no belief system is the truth. As a mature person, you come to understand that the only thing that matters are your core values, knowing that they may change and knowing that the beliefs that you have now are not going to serve you at a later point in your life. And so you have to understand that truth is driving on an open highway and seeing all of the 
trees, all the all the people, all the other cars, all the buildings passing by you. Now you might drive across, let's say you might drive from Florida to Nashville, and you might do it twice a year for 10 years. And then after 10 years, on that 11th year, you realize something's different about this exit. I could have sworn this exit was bigger. I could have sworn it had a left and a right. I could have sworn there was a roundabout somewhere around here. I could have sworn there was a truck stop there. And you say, man, I've seen this, this route for 10 years in my life. I don't know what's happened. I guess I need to do something different to get to where I'm going, where I'm accustomed going to. And that's what it boils down to. And so guruism is just another way of pulling people outside of the truth and off of that highway that they're accustomed driving and getting into their subconscious so that they no longer notice the very subtle changes that are happening around them on the route to get to where they're going. Listen to me. Listen sense? to me. Don't listen to yourself. Don't go inside and find your own truth. Listen to me. I have the truth. Yeah. So you get like Deepak Chopra. I, I don't know any of these people personally. Right. But what I can tell you is that the truth calibrates at such a high level that I never got into Esther Hicks. Right, right. I, I tried my best to understand. By the way, and by the way, they, that's a perfect example. She checks for vaccine passports to go to her shows and, and stuff now. To see her speak, you have to take the mark of the beast and show your fucking Nazi card. So that's a perfect example. Right. I'm sorry to cut you off. Keep going. That's a perfect example. Right. And so... If you are, in fact, channeling higher beings, higher beings are based on liberation and not control. Of course. They're not going to tell you to buy into the go-along-to-get-along agenda. They're not going to tell you to take the juice. Never. They are going to outline to you. Exactly. They're going to outline to you the dangers of humanity if you take this particular destination. And so we already know those of us who study uh, ETs and, you know, all the other types of beings, we know that they're complex characters and the higher level beings will never ever seek to control you. Never. They will never ever tell you anything that will steer you in the direction of harm for the greater good. hundred percent. And furthermore, just to summarize on that real quick, you have to tap into and reach out to benevolence for guidance. Anything that comes into you is evil in disguise to fucking manipulate. So you're fucking spot on. Right. And so it's interesting that uh, Sheila Gillette, who trained uh, Esther and or trained with Esther, I can't remember the story. Uh, don't quote me on that. Has a completely different outlook and says all of these highly calibrating things. Like, you can tell by her words they're on a high vibration, the people she speaks with. And she didn't take the juice. She's fine. Uh, Sadhguru is a CIA operative from the very beginning. Like, you can can just tell. Since when, you're right. You're 100% right. But when? Did he start out? And they, so, all right. So he's a CIA operative. I believe you 1,000%. Did they give him cash and he chose ego and money cash hoes over fucking eternal salvation of his soul? 
or they bopped him over the head, cloned him, and now the CIA has a Sadhguru robot drone out there. It's a conscious Man, I choice. I wouldn't know unless I was him. All right, so I, I, I can never get a good answer to this question. I can never. I know he's CIA, but I don't know if he consciously chose the dark side, or if he chose the path of the light, and they saw him gaining an altruistic, beautiful following. And then they bopped him over the head and cloned him. And now I'm not even looking at the real guy. He's not making conscious decisions. I suspect it may have ended up that way. Um, but here's what I, what I keep I keep jokingly saying this, but I'm not kidding. Anybody on Oprah's book club is danger. Bro, that's there not a joke are, at all. They're all like, danger. <laughs> there's like a, a very small handful of people who make it to that level. And those are the ones that kind of disappear after that because they're like, ah, hell no, I ain't going this way. And um, they would just rather not be heard than go that route. And so what I can say for sure that's not speculation is that I studied a lot of Stuart Wilde's work in my uh, awakening process. And eventually it led me down the path where I made friends with his PR person. And I was told in confidence, so I'm about to break the trust factor here. Sorry, Ryan. Um, that Ryan's his name. Um, that... Stuart Wilde is who took um, Deepak and Wayne Dyer and a, a few other people of, of that era under his wing and passed on a great deal of knowledge to him. And Stuart was very annoyed because Deepak and, and him didn't get along. Deepak wanted to go that route. He wanted to go the money and the fame and all those other things. And so Stuart was like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking wanker. And, and they, you know, they had a fallout. Because if you ever watch anything by Stuart Wilde on YouTube, you'll see he cusses like a pirate. He'll tell you straight up. Like, you, you fuck off. Like, you ain't right. <laughs> He's living his truth, bro. So, yeah. So that's what I know about Deepak. And there's levels of consciousness. And Deepak is like the lowest... Lewis okay, and so he's just that answers my question. So not necessarily he was perfect and then they MK perfect. He was altruistic and then they MK ultra his ass. It was he chose money cash hose and fucking the briefcase full cash consciously chose the path of ego. Yeah, and so whatever happened to him after that, I can't say. <laughs> I really can't say. All I know is is that he's been seen making the symbols, and so that's the other point that I wanted to get into. <laughs> oh, let's go. What does David Icke always say? By their symbols, you shall know them. Every time. They don't hide them at right. all, either. They've real, they're really flashy about them. Yeah, and so you have people like Joe Rogan. Just because he brought on uh, what's that guy's name? I forget the guy's name now. Oh, so many. I was talking about this this afternoon. Just, uh, can I say one thing about Joe Rogan? I want to believe... Yeah, go ahead. I know he's a puppet. I know he's a puppet. I want to believe he's a puppet that doesn't see his own strings. I want to believe that he's a good guy just playing both sides and doing his own thing. And he's not legitimately controlled opposition. I know he's controlled op as the definition, but I want to think that he's a puppet that doesn't see he has strings because you're talking about like he had Dr. Malone on, for example, he had like all these people on, on one side, but the other a week ago, he had Sadhguru on telling you the World Economic Forum is amazing and the climate is changing and you need to buy an electric vehicle and take the juice and save the fucking trees and bees and fucking all this other shit by raising taxes. And it was just like, he plays both sides. So I want to think that Joe's a good guy that's half asleep 
and he just has both sides on. Not that there's only two sides, but you know what I mean. Um, and I really hope he's not getting paid by the CIA or MK Ultra or whatever. By their symbols, you shall know them. There's plenty um, of fucking symbols. All right, never mind. All right, you're right. Because he, so he does flash the symbols too. He does a lot of all this shit too. You're right. Yeah, he does all the hand signals. He does. There's pictures of him with Anton LaVey. There's I saw pictures that of him when with, he's wearing the 666 with, shirt and he's hugging Anton LaVey. Yeah, with the with a black eye outside of a, a UFC context, and he's fucking showing off. Look at my black eye. All right, once you get the and, black eye, you're right. That's plausible deniability because he is a fighter, but you're right. But you're right. The symbols. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You can't hide the symbols. Yeah. You got to look for the symbols outside of any context that they could make an excuse. Good point. Because and, he's the perfect example for the, all the reasons that I just said. Because he's like, look, I had Dr. Malone on. He told you all this. but So believe me. But also believe Sadhguru and get, and you know. Yeah. And there's also a video floating around of him from quite some years ago. I think it must have been Fear Factor era where he said, hey, if the CIA or the FBI want to come and give me a million dollars, I'm on board. Come get me. That's hilarious. Right? I mean, like half joking, but he's either, you know, either manifested and that. That's how, or that's he, how he operates. That happened. Right. That's my, that's my point. That's how he's he like, operates. I'm a comedian. <laughs> I didn't even mean that, but I, but I fucking said the truth. That's a form of symbolism in and of itself, telling you the truth yeah, in your that's, face. That, that's what he does all the time. He's really great at that. And so let's talk about psychological manipulation. Psychological manipulation is a way of influencing a person or a group to change behavior or perceptions of something or – okay, let's not go – let's just give you that that. It's a way of influencing a person or group to change behavior or perceptions of something. And that's usually done through propaganda, which means abuse, deception, distraction. Okay, so the purpose of that is to support the interests and the goals of the one doing the manipulating. So what is Joe Rogan doing? Exactly. He's that. creating distractions and confusion. Yeah. You know, I'm everybody's friend. I love everybody. I'm everybody's friend. Yeah. You have to realize that if you, if you want to walk, in the path of the truth, you actually can't be everybody's friend. That's true. Uh, wow, that's fucking really well said. I just like <laughs> him as a um, UFC commentator. That's my little bit of uh, sports action. That I, like he's good at his job. Let's put it that way. But to your point, he's good at his job, which is confusion. And I'm everybody's friend. Listen to all of these friends, and that well, that's worth repeating. If you're literally walking the truth, you ain't gonna be everybody's fucking friend, and that's okay. And that's a good thing. Right. And uh, let me say one more thing before I finish up on psychological manipulation, the definition of it. Uh, one of the biggest, you got to be prepared for, for a lot of heartbreak because one of the biggest heartbreaks was finding out that one of my idols, Maynard James Keenan, is in the club. That big ass club that we all ain't in. And if you look at the video for Schism, what are they depicting? The Hydra. I don't remember. Oh, well, there They're, you go. Everybody that wants to, to, to see that for themselves, go type in Tool Schism. Watch the video, and you will see that 20 years ago, they were telling you, what was this, 1996? They were telling you that this is what's going to happen. You're going to have this thing that comes out of your skin. I'm talking about the Morgellons. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Coming out of your skin, and these weird fucking gray people are cre creeping around. And wow. so I got to watch that again now. I haven't seen that in so long. There's a, yeah. So there's a fair amount of stuff that we thought was 
intellectual or somehow had in all of these uh, against the government, against the grain type messages that were really psychological manipulation. And, tell. and these people know how to play the long game. They of really do course. know how to play the of course, because they learned it from the longest game of all. At the top, these reptilians are living thousands of years. They've been playing the long game, poisoning us slowly for thousands of years. Yeah, and so the reason why the TV and celebrities and musicians and Joe Rogan podcast work so well for the agenda is because psychological manipulation usually happens between a person or a group of people that they have rapport with. And they teach all these people how to be personally magnetic so that they can get rapport and then they just get in your brain. It's very difficult to detect this type of mind control. So these people are really good at manipulating um, engineering situations where no matter what happens, they're not going to get into any trouble for what they say and do. And it becomes you who watched the, pod, the, the podcast, listened to the podcast or watched the news and acted on it that gets into trouble. You know, we are the ones that are going to get shunned and accosted for saying anything that goes against that. So it's just, it's a whole set of butt fuckery, man. Like, <laughs> sure is. I would like to say to my knowledge, Dolores Cannon never took no bag of cash and never steered anybody off the cliff. She told everybody to look yeah. inside. I'll say, I'll, I gotta say one person because here's my point. The more and more I learn about this game is you really can't trust nobody. You straight up, there is nobody to look up to. There's only, you can only look this way. You know what I'm saying? You can yeah. only look inside. That's the only place you're going to find the truth because it's like, oh, is this person good? Is this person bad? Is this person left? Is this person right? I can't name one. That's why I was like asking you, you know, you, you name the big names of the sad gurus and the fucking Deepaks and the this and the that. But even your man Eckhart or fucking Esther and all these people, it's like, if you got to show a passport to fucking go to their spiritual teaching, it ain't the right spiritual teaching that you want. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't learn from everyone. You can learn from a fucking bum on the corner, one thing or another. I'm not saying that. You could literally take a little something. But you also learn what not to do. And you'd never put anybody on a pedestal or idolize anybody or worship anybody outside yourself. Absolutely. Putting people up on a pedestal is also judgment, man. Like you can't. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's brilliant. People don't think like that. They always use the word <laughs> judgment in a negative connotation. But if you're positively judging somebody and putting them up here, you're still fucking up. You're still judging. Yeah, when you put somebody on a pedestal, you're projecting your own expectations of this person's behavior. <laughs> the same way so that actually, when you judge uh, somebody below you, quote-unquote, you're projecting your fucking garbage that you don't like in yourself onto them that's kind of obvious yep. but now you're pointing out that it's like oh i wish i was that let's put them up there and yep. either way you're distracted you looking up or you looking down and you ain't looking in the right spot yep look everywhere but here <laughs> so yeah the ultimate illusion <laughs> sleight of hand yeah, tricks the, the reason why i brought up the ukraine fucking thing as an example is not only is it the fucking psyop flavored soup of the week but um it, it, they're they're hyping it up now for um uh, plandemic 2.0 uh meaning they've locked down millions and millions and millions of chinese people 
Um, Fauci's back in the news talking about, well, you never know, something else might happen soon. They got uh, uh, Klaus, Hillary, Obama, the fucking redhead that speaks for Biden, a bunch of these people, they all get COVID at the same time. Like all in news, you think that's a coincidence, you're fucking so asleep, it's ridiculous. After we already know that the test is fucking bogus, they put that all out in the news. Then they say, oh, uh, there ain't no bioweapons labs in Ukraine. And then it's, oh, oh there is bioweapons in Ukraine, but we, we, we got to protect them so, so evil Putin don't get them. And then there's, oh, there's bioweapons in Ukraine. Yeah, it's NATO, it's US, it's China, it's all good. We got it under control. And then it's, oh, Putin bombed them. So now the refugees are spreading disease everywhere, coming to a town near you. And then it's pandemic 2.0 and everybody's going to put the fucking mask back on and go back to the fucking basement. But if you wake up now and we stand in mass noncompliance, we can beat this. So that's the point of this conversation is like, I was blown away when you said 150,000 people. That seems like a small number. It seems close to the 144 number that people fucking throw out there, which is interesting coincidence to me. Um, but that's such a small number. We can do this, guys. That's my point. We can fucking do this. Right. And so that's that's the reason for all the distraction and the diffusion of, of like, okay, so what is diffusion in audio engineering? Diffusion is what happens when a sound is coming at you, like my voice is coming at you, but it gets sucked backwards into a space that's bigger, that's behind you. <clears throat> that's what diffusion is. So if you think of the truth is coming at you and every time it starts to come towards you at a certain strength, it gets sucked backwards. That's what propaganda is really based to do. It's like, Love that. So when the, person, when the person's speaking to you, you're going to be like, wait, what? Say that again? And, and by the time you say, say it again, the message has changed. Yep. That's fantastic. So let's talk about tactics for control so that people know what's going on. Yeah. Tactics for control. Because we're in the middle of it right now. You're going to break it down, but people need to know because it's like people are like, oh, things are going back to normal. COVID's over. The pandemic's over. It's like, dog, this is the biggest tactic of all time in military training where they wear you down psychologically. They tell you, oh, we're going to run 10 miles, right? And then at nine and a half miles, you start thinking about ice cold lemonade and how this is going to be over. We're going to have lunch. And then they go, fuck you. We're running 10 more miles. That's so much worse psychologically if they was like, no, we're running 20 miles straight from the beginning. Because you let your guard down, you calm down, and you change your whole state. Oh, everything's going back to normal. Calm, it's over. And then they're going to fucking hit you right in the mouth. So break it down for us. Tactics. <laughs> Tactics for control. Actually, you know what? Let me get my notes. And let me just talk around these points. That way I don't uh, create any ambiguity or anything like that. Yeah. Here. Here. Uh, they're using all control. the tactics now. It's beautiful. <laughs> Tactics for control. Okay, so... Positive and negative reinforcement. That's one of the main ways that, yeah, I think we know that as operant conditioning. Um, the manipulator will use things like all they're giving you all their attention. They'll give you gifts. They'll give you money. There'll be things like forced or fake laughter. They'll make grand gestures of acknowledging anything in public. Like, they'll, I, if it's like a interpersonal relationship, they'll acknowledge you, like, "Hey, buddy, how are you doing?" Like, somebody that doesn't talk to you, they don't fuck with you at all. But suddenly, they see you in a crowd of people and they single you out, and they're the nicest person to you. Like, the media does the fake sympathy; they do the crocodile tears, and 
they bring all of these so-called experts on and give them all this praise and stuff. And then they, you know, they talk at you and, and try to make you feel like you're such a good person for, for buying into their agenda. So they, they find all these different ways of creating positive and negative reinforcement. And it just teeters between one to the next all the time to kind of keep you like, like a dog wagging its tail. I'm a, I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy. I guess, mm-hmm. I guess the pet boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Master said I did something wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how you have to think of it. Right? Because they're intelligent beings, but they're on a lower level where you can literally manipulate yeah. them. Positively or negatively. So you got to think about it like that. Yes. Yeah. So, so positive versus negative reinforcement is designed to give the subject a reason to allow the manipulator to advance towards them. And the more positive rewards you can give to the subject, the easier it is for the subject to accept the manipulator. That's where we're Sympathy at now. Sympathy is a big facts. Facts. So that, that's perfect because, okay, Ukraine, sympathy. Sympathy is a big tool used because once you make a person feel sorry for you, there is an emotional bond that's formed. And it is likely that the sympathizer will be guilted into helping you out later on. I stand with Ukraine. Blue and yellow, baby. In negative, <laughs> in negative reinforcement, then, the manipulator will offer to remove something negative or remove the subject from a negative event in exchange for a reward for doing something else. If you take the vaccine, then you will be able to go out with your friends to eat at a restaurant. Positive and negative reinforcement are used in combination all the time to nudge you into a particular destination. So you have to always remember that manipulators are looking to learn your insecurities and use them against you in subtle ways. And so like I said before, the people who run the world are the masters of the psychology of humanity and they know what everybody's pain points are. And so that gives them the, the power to create more pain points that they can drag you in. Once they get you in an insecurity, you're fucked. Yeah, it's all about emotion, and the, they know that. That's how they manipulate yeah. you. Because they, they, they realize humans are empathetic beings at our true nature. So let's play upon the low ones, guilt, shame, fear. And I like how you threw in sympathy. You don't think about that often because it's, it's false sympathy, really, you know. Because it, it, it's a fucking whole show that you're, that you're watching and believing. Oh, it's like when you fucking get sad when fucking Bambi gets shot or whatever. It's like, it's a fucking cartoon. You're like, oh, it's sad. Yo, Ukraine. It's like you're watching a fucking show. And that's not to say that people haven't died. People died in 9-11. People died on respirators. People died in Ukraine. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the global effect of what they want you to think and feel. Yeah, and so it, it, all those things that you listed where people died, it, that's how cold these people are. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. They them. use people as pawns. Those, those are casualties of war, baby. That's a fucking... Mandate, mandate a broken leg is COVID and, you know, take some remdesivir and... And get on that. Bye-bye. Oh, your leg's broken, Bye. but the test said you had COVID. So here's your remdesivir and get on that fucking oxygen. Oh, he died. Yep. And we'll just collect that and insurance money. Death. We'll just collect that insurance money. Damn, broken leg got him. Fucking COVID. Son of a what, bitch. Did, what, did, what did he die from? Oh, he died from COVID. Oh, that's so sad. With COVID, so that's from another COVID, thing. whatever. That's another thing. That all of that was purposely engineered so that of instead of uh, instead of reporting 
the number of deaths from COVID. It's the number of people who die on the average day that they're saying. Look up is, the average uh, deaths who, from 2015 <laughs> to 2022. It's the same within about 10K world fucking wide. So where's the pandemic? Somebody's got to show it to me because I haven't fucking yeah, I exactly. look out the window. I don't see it. You turn on CNN, you see exactly. it. Oh, you look in reality, you don't see it. You look in nature, you look in yourself, you don't see it. You look on well, TV, Sean, you see you, it. Did you make sure to look six feet in front of you? Oh, bro. <laughs> These people. Yeah, yeah, so what they do with all this stuff is they, t- they, they do the positive and negative reinforcement, and then they follow that up with partial or intermittent reinforcement. And that's used to create the fear and the doubt in the mind of the subject. So it compounds that pre-existing insecurity you have. And so let's say, like, I'm going to post all of this stuff uh, on, on my feed over the next couple of weeks, by the way, so uh, people can read read it and uh, get it. And I'm going to make a podcast as well with everything that I've said, all the notes and everything repeated so people can go and listen to it and, and learn some shit. But let's take playing the lottery as a good example. You are inevitably going to spend more money in tickets than you will ever win. Oh, of course. But it's the, it, it's the prospect of winning. Or even if you win like $2 and you, buy, you can buy another ticket. It's that feeling. <laughs> That's what keeps you locked into the game. Mm-hmm. So manipulators always use incentives, prizes, and positive reinforcement in intervals in order to keep the subject returning from more manipulation. And then the next tactic for control is punishment and trauma-based learning. Mm. So that from punishment and trauma-based learning would be things like emotional blackmail, guilt trips, outbursts of crying. Like when Don Lemon gets on CNN and starts crying, he does that a lot. Um, or they bring people on to tell sad stories, get you to sympathize with them, to get them to cry. There's a lot of sulking. Playing on that mirror neurons. He's crying. I feel sad now, too. Fuck. <laughs> you don't know you're watching the yeah, show. So, you're getting fucking programmed, bro. Yeah, and they love to use, like, violent outbursts and, like, intimidation and all that kind of stuff. So... The reason they do that is because they want to cause somebody to feel like they're doing something wrong and so that they will feel guilty enough to go and execute the desired behavior. Trauma-based learning is when the manipulator has like violent outbursts or um, they, they threaten you or something to condition you to understand that it's not a good idea to push against or contradict this narrative, contradict what this person's saying. So... You know, we see that all the time in narcissistic relationships. Anybody you've ever spoken to who's had a narcissistic relationship, they tell you that that's what the other person was doing to them. Just couldn't talk to that person because they were just crying shit themselves or get really angry. And they lie. That's the next control tactic that is obvious, but we all know it happens. They are fucking talented at lying. Professional lying. They wrote the book on lying. They (laughs) wrote the fucking book. The, yeah. With every little thing, a man is a woman, black is white. Fucking uh, every little thing. It's George Orwell, fucking nineteen eighty four. Everything is fucking what's upside the, down. What's the meme that's going around right now? Uh, it's a motorcycle motorcyclist that 
identifies, you know, identifies as a bicyclist, bicycle, bicycle. wins every race, and liberals cheer for him. <laughs> liberals cheer for him. Conservatives yeah. call the liberals retarded, and everybody just chases each other's tail like fucking Tom and Jerry every weekend. You remember Tom and Jerry? Yeah. The fucking uh, uh, absolutely. You want to know the trick with Tom and Jerry? They were best fucking friends. Tom never caught him. They fucking ran around in circles every weekend. And the fucking, yeah. the guy that ran the house knew that they were best friends. He was like, you guys keep chasing each other fucking all week. Stay tuned. Listen to the commercials. We'll see you next weekend. Tom was yep. never trying to catch them out. They're friends. <laughs> Once he came exactly. pause, they were best friends. The Democrats, Republicans, left, right, whatever you want to call it. They're not going to, he's not trying to, he's not trying to help. <laughs> he's just running in circles, confusing you fucks. Just distractions. Yep. yep. So that's how they do it, man. They lie. And they don't always lie outright. They do like lying by omission, which is just yeah. propaganda 101. Like, very, very sneaky. And people who lie by omission, a good example of that is like a drug addict or something. You don't know the person's a drug addict. They want to borrow 20 bucks for groceries. Mm -hmm. And later on, you find out they went on a vendor or something. So why did they lie to you? Because they knew that if they told you what they wanted the money for, you would never give it to them. Right, so that's kind of that's kind of how it is. I love it, brother. Listen, I got to I got to split soon. We're definitely gonna do this again. Give us something to close on. Give us something positive because we're always poking holes in all this nonsense that's so obvious to us. But um, what's the what's the fucking solution? Save the world right now. Tell the people. What's the solution? The solution is to go and read. A book by um, I can't remember his name now. It's called The Art of Propaganda. Oh yeah. And in that book, yeah, in that book, you can get a whole set of stories of past events that happened where propaganda was used, and you can then begin to see what's going on, notice it for yourself if if you choose to, and then you can make better choices. There's always hope for the future. There's always absolutely. There's always a prospect that is much better than what's being sold to you. But if you don't know what to look for, then you're going to be trapped in fear. And that's the most important thing to figure out how I can stay outside of fear thinking. Because then when the distractions come along, it, it's hard. And, and these motherfuckers know this too. Like they know that we're hardwired for compassion and empathy. Yes. And so that's why they've trained us systematically in the culture to be like, oh, I feel sorry for this person. I feel bad that I did this. And you never really get to the point of saying, well, why? Why do I feel sorry? Why do I feel bad? Like, what's causing me to go down there with this person who's in a pit? Why would I jump in the pit with them to try to save them? Right? So the best, most positive message I can give you is always try to be in understanding and try to look for all the nonverbal cues. If something inside of you feels like it's off, chances are it's off. And be very relentless with how you go about trying to figure out, well, what's, what's the truth? I love it, bro. That's beautiful. We will see you next time, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow my man. There's nothing but good content coming out. And you're saving lives, dude. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks a lot for doing this. Of course, man. Catch you later. We'll do it again, brother. Thank you.